0: Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for joining again this week. Uh, last week, we talked about the point of networking and how when we build a, a network, we're really building a community, a group of people that can be leveraged for something um, you need, where you can help them. It's a group of people. And we talked about you know the real reason we, we want a network or a community is that the power of a community is what gets us moving, either to motivate us, to help us, whatever. Uh, a good network is not just the people right in front of you, but it's an extremely powerful kind of magnetic, expansive thing where everybody knows a thousand people. And when you meet one person, you're really meeting a thousand people because they can introduce you to so many people. And those are the people that you really want to meet. And uh, and it's a, a very wonderful thing. And something that needs to be invested in early, needs to be invested in regularly and really needs to be focused on for for quite a bit if you want to get the most out of your network. And your network looks like many different things. It's not just going out to these networking events and saying, "Oh, well, hi, I do this, and let's let's talk some more, and let me sell you what I'm doing." Your network is anybody that you know, and you'd be surprised at who the people you know know. I was just talking to a painter. Um, Today, actually, uh, we were talking about networks, and and he looked at me, Irish guy, very nice guy, he said, there's no such thing as six degrees of separation. He said, that's way too far. We know so many people that are closer that can help us with whatever we want. And it was an interesting way to look at it. It's true. You can ask someone or a group of people, someone there, knows someone who can help you do whatever it is you need to do. Cookie recipe for Christmas to new business to uh, just advice on some decision that you're looking to make. And when you put in your proper work for a network, it comes time sometimes when we need to ask for something. And we don't want to sell to the people in front of us. A lot of times we think about networking, we think of selling, and people try to, to sell to the people that they meet right away. And, and that's not the way to think about a network. We want to create a relationship with them so that they could trust us enough to endorse us to the many people that they know. Okay, So how do you do when you need something, how do you tap into that network? And how do you think about the network and saying, I need help, I'll be vulnerable, I need help, I need assistance, I need advice, whatever it is, how do you tap into your network to get what it is that you need out of it? And there are, there are a few tips, tricks, ideas, and ways to think about it to say that, yes, you have a network you can ask them. Everybody likes to help other people. How do you ask your network uh, and how do you get the most out of your network when you need something? And there are a few very specific ways to do that because it's not just saying, oh, I need help with this. We need to be, the keywords that I wanna drive home today when you're using your network for anything is one, be intentional, and two, be specific. Those are the two key buzzwords that we're going to use today as we think about how to tap into our particular network. When you have created relationships, And you see an opportunity where someone can help. It could be an introduction to someone. It could be advice. It could be um, that cookie recipe I just mentioned. Whatever it is. I want to meet the Pope. Does anybody know a a way to meet the Pope? Um, Somebody can help you do that or at least get you one step on the way there. And when we're intentional and when we're specific, the big challenge we have when we're tapping into our network or asking someone for help is they need to understand how they can help. And we generally... skip over that part we have in our head oh I need this but there's a lot behind it and you know maybe you've been thinking about it for a month two months three months six months a year and there's a lot of things behind your particular request so they need context and they need to understand what it is that they can do to get you along to what your big goal is and so I want to talk about three specific areas to focus on when you're tapping into your network to make some kind of uh, some kind of ask or request. First and foremost, and I touched on this last week, you need to lay the groundwork to actually make the request. That's where I want to start. There is equity involved in relationships, and you have to put in your work. Don't expect people to move mountains for you if you just met them. There needs to be mutual respect. There needs to be an understanding of the nature of your relationship and what's realistically expected. And so when you meet someone for the first time and ask them for the list of their closest contacts so you could sell them insurance, that's not going to work. But when you have a network of people that you can refer and maybe you've made referrals to these individuals and, and your character has built up a reputation for you, a positive one where people know that they can help you, then you are able to properly ask and get something from those people. Your reputation will precede you. And it needs to, it needs to proceed you in a way that the people who refer you or offer their assistance know they're not going to get burned. Because when someone makes a referral, if I refer you to someone in my network, you are a reflection of me. Our network is a reflection of who we are as individuals and who we spend time with. So when I go to refer someone, whether it's an executive coaching client or a real estate agent I know, or a... Uh, 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 a writer, uh, a speech coach, whatever it is, I say, oh, I know this person, I know the best speech coach, and I'm going to uh, introduce you to Mike, or I know the the best real estate agent, and I'm going to introduce you to Greg. There are lots of people that I'm happy to put forward to anybody that needs it. If you're looking for an apartment in New York, I know who I'm referring you. If you're looking for uh, uh, someone to help you write a speech, I know who who I'm referring you. Um But these people, the reason I'm referring these people is they are a reflection of me and I am comfortable putting them forward because they align with who I am. Now flip that on its its head. If I ask someone to put me forward for an executive coaching client, I need to be the best I can be because I need to be a good reflection on them. And so before you even make an ask, we need to lay the groundwork to say, yes, I am a person that you want to put forward to your network, that you trust, that will, that will reflect on you in the best way possible. And so that's number one. Intentionally and specifically, you need to focus on them and how you are going to benefit them through this help for you. Now we're going to get into the intentionality and, and specificity in your ask. The second part, once you've laid the groundwork, is to ask specifically and let them understand specifically how they can help you. I get people in front of me all the time saying, yeah, I want to I want to work for you or I want to, um, I'm starting my business and I want to, you know, I, I need to meet people. Can you introduce me? I'll say, yeah, what can you do? And then, oh, I can do anything. And you say, well, yeah, but what can you do? And so well, I'll do anything. You know, anything doesn't help me. I can do anything. Anybody can do anything. I need to understand specifically what you can do so I can align you with someone who has a need. When I tell people that I'm looking for executive coaching clients, uh, they say, okay, and then that's it. They don't really know how they can help me. But when I use specific examples on how I can help someone... uh, Maybe I'll say, oh, I just worked with the president of a financial firm. We put together their three-year business plan. He was new in the role, and we also had to implement um, and define the culture that he wanted to do, so we implemented culture change. That's specific. When they're talking about people, you know, oh, we're going through culture change, they might think of me. I was working with an an executive at a marketing firm on how to better manage their calendar. It was all about time management, organizational strategy, and how to get more organized. Okay, got it. Good. I know how to help. I had one client uh, who wanted to be more impactful and confident in meetings and how to speak better in public and exude confidence and really increase their executive presence. Uh, got it. I know, I know now I can help you. And when they meet with someone, especially now in the holidays and meeting all kinds of people and what's going on and what are you working on, and all this stuff, there are words that will trigger, oh, I just met someone who's doing that specific thing. I should introduce the two of you. Where nobody's going to say, oh, I'm looking for an executive coach. But when, when you're solving problems for people and helping, we automatically go to, I'm going to help you solve this problem, whatever your challenge is. What's your challenge for 2020? Oh, I need a new marketing plan. Oh, I just met someone who builds marketing plans. I should introduce the two of you. That's what we need to do. We tend to fall into corporate speak when we're asking for things. And I see this a lot with the financial industry. let will say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, uh, you know, a new... Whatever. I mean, I'm not even going to get into it, but they'll use lots of words that nobody really understands what they're using. They use acronyms. They use all this stuff because it makes them feel, they're stressed about it. It makes them feel more important and smarter when they're talking about it. It doesn't help. People have to understand specifically what it is that you can do to help other people for them to recommend you. Nobody cares about uh, what the market's going to do in 2020 and uh, coming up with a new uh, cash management strategy, blah, 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 blah. No. What you're doing for for financial advising is you're taking away people's worries and saying, "Look, if somebody needs help, you know, is a, there's a recession coming soon, and we're helping people mitigate, you know, their worry about their monies." Okay, everybody talks about how nervous they are with the economy. That's an easy way to make an introduction. So that's it. Be specific. Be very specific in the way that you can help other people, because when you're selling to someone, I was talking to someone the other day who's. HR technology or something. Very limited amount of people who would be using this this service. But when he explains it in a way, not for the people in front of him because, you know, you meet a bartender, he's not going to, you know, really use HR technology, but that bartender speaks to HR executives when they come in to drink. So explain it in a way that the bartender can explain it to these other people. Oh, I just met someone who has this technology solution that might, you know, as we're complaining to the bartender about our problems. So think about your things in ways that other people can explain what you do, because they're the ones making the introduction for you. And when a good introduction is made, your job to close and sell is extremely easy, because you've already got a a recommendation from someone. They've made the introduction. They've already said, yes, this person aligns with what you need, and I've explained how that can work. Now all you have to do is walk in and close the deal. It's simple. It's simple. And the final thing I'll say about making an ask is be open to new ways of thinking. We think we know what we need from our network, but sometimes your network, and this is the beauty of a network, is they all think differently and know different types of people. We operate in ruts, and we do the same thing over and over again. And there may be feedback or avenues of business that you never even thought of. Your business five years ago from now is going to be very different than what it is today or your life in general, right? Whatever it is. I mean, I'm thinking of it in terms of entrepreneurship and business, but there are other ways that you can think about your network and what you need. You're going to be a very different person and in a very different place five years down the road. So enjoy the ride. Using your network and taking that advice and being open to advice and seeing the different ways that different, you know, other people do things makes you think critically about what you're doing. And maybe you're not going to do it the same way, but it may change something a little bit that would have a major impact for you. So recognize that, that some suggestions are great ways to challenge yourself. So maybe your network person isn't able to make an introduction that's really beneficial for you, but they may provide another level of advice. And that's what's great about a network. So to wrap, three things we talked about today. One, lay the groundwork for your network. That's very important. Put in the work. Two, be very specific so that they can explain to other people what you do and how you can help. And three, be open to new ways of thinking. They say we are a result of the people closest to us, and that's true. So pick your people well. And you will be very surprised at who they know. Don't think that you need to be a senior executive to make good uh, connections. I know plenty of teachers who know a lot of people and they make great introductions. I know the guy today who's a painter. He paints houses. The people he paints for, he knows everything that they do. He makes great introductions. Don't jump over anybody because everyone in your network knows many, many people who might be helpful. So give them the time, give them the encouragement, and give them the knowledge to be able to help you. And that's what I'll leave you with. Next week, we are off. Happy Thanksgiving for those in the US. And I'll be back in two weeks with more as we're wrapping up the year. We're going to be thinking about 2020 planning, how to come up with goals for the new year, and how to really think about what you did and didn't do over the last year uh, so that you can be really productive going forward. So with that, have a wonderful week, be productive, and I look forward to seeing everyone out there. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellweatherhub.com where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.